Welcome to Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Susan. And we're here to have discussions about topics on many subjects that we hope are informative, uplifting, and fun. We're also discussing how to live your best, healthiest, and happiest lives, especially for women who are in their second act. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy Alford Brand, and today, Susan and I have a fantastic announcement. That is the addition of our newest Girlish Guru and team member, Lorraine Miano. Yay! Hello, everybody! <laughs> welcome, welcome! I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Now, Susan is on assignment dealing with some other things, and so we hope to have her back on as soon as possible. But for the meantime... Lorraine and I are going to dive into some fun and interesting topics that we think are going to be really great for all of you and going to help you live your best life as mm-hmm. a woman 45 and older. Yes. Right. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We've got it going on. We do have it going on. We do. This is going to be so much fun. All right. So today's topic is one that's kind of in the zeitgeist right now, and that is, Lorraine? The Blue Zones. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes, Dan Butner in the Blue Zones. Yes, I am a Blue Zone groupie. Oh, yeah. You have been for a long time, actually. Yes, yes. Yes. I guess I had the privilege of speaking with Dan Butner uh, by telephone for about 45 minutes a few years ago, discussing how we could possibly bring the Blue Zones to our little town here. So right, in Wake Forest, a, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we had a great conversation, and he is the kindest, most generous person. Yeah. Really. He yeah. comes across that way in mm-hmm. the latest Netflix special, which I immediately, as soon as it was on my radar, I made plans to watch it. And I watched, yeah. I sat down and watched the whole thing. Me too. Yeah. And it was yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I think it's so important to talk about this subject today. Yeah. So you want to start us off? Sure. If, if you have never heard of the Blue Zones, the Blue Zones are the top five areas. Well, now there are actually six. Really? Yeah, the latest one is Singapore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Singapore, yes. Yeah. So where there are the most centenarians in the world. So those are people that live over 100 years old and on average live at least into their 90s. One in three people, and specifically, I know this for Icaria, Greece is one of the areas, at least one in three people is in their 90s and wow. live to their 90s. So the, the areas are Okinawa, Japan. Icaria, Greece, Sardinia, Italy, Loma Linda, California, and Nicoya, Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And now the latest one is Singapore. Which is the entire nation, mm-hmm. basically, And right? basically, they've increased their life expectancy since the 1960s by 35 years. Wow. Yeah. So it's incredible what they've done there. And he talks about that in the series. I think it might be the last episode it is, of yes. the Netflix series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some of the reasons that they may be living that long. Dan Butner actually, in the early 2000s, he had a grant from the National Institute of Aging, and together with a National Geographic assignment that he had, decided he was going to research these areas and see what is possibly the causes for these people living such a long, healthy life. Because it's not just longevity, it's with health. It's It's healthy. They have... They're vibrant. mm Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. They have very little disease compared to us here in the US. And so they have basically he's come up with nine modalities that most of them have in common. He said he can't really prove that those are the reasons that they live so long. However, all of these areas kind of have these same modalities in common for the most part. Okay. And so what are those modalities? So the modalities are to move naturally. That was that's the first one. No one in these areas are doing CrossFit or pumping iron or boot camps. Anything, yeah. They are living life daily, moving naturally, gardening, walking up hills, walking everywhere they go, and just throughout the day moving in the natural environment. And actually, before we even go further, I love that he points out that in these areas, and this is his quote, they don't pursue health and longevity as if it were a chore. Their health and longevity stemmed from their surroundings. So it really is less about personal habits and more about how your surroundings affect right. your health and the, you know your environment affects your health. Right. Yeah. And they've grown up that way. Yeah. They yeah. live their lives without additional devices to help them in their daily work. Mm-hmm. So they go out and they garden naturally and they just do all those things yeah. Keep house, whatever, or whatever their jobs are. Like in, where is it that they're shepherds? Yeah. Well, I, in Greece, they're, they're uh, goat shepherds. Yes. And so they're going up in the mountains mm-hmm. daily. And I used to love hearing stories. My grandfather grew up in the Alps in Trento area in Italy. And he would tell us the stories about bringing the goats and the cows up the mountain to graze <laughs> and bringing them back down in the winter. Right. And honestly, my grandfather lived till his mid-90s. He did come move to the United States and lived here and had some of the bad habits from here. But I think just his upbringing and the fact that they really, well, we'll get into the other modalities, but he actually lived a lot of these modalities, mm-hmm. even, even here. You know, come to think of it, my grandfather was much the same. He died when he was 92, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of the same environmental... Their surroundings. Their, yeah, their, a lot of yeah. the same environmental characteristics. Yeah. And so I can see how we as a country have moved away from that. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad that Dan Butner's bringing it back into focus. So, okay, yeah. number one is move naturally. Mm-hmm. All right. Two is to eat wisely and eat mostly plants. The Mediterranean diet is very popular. And so are vegan or vegetarian diets, beans, are often the cornerstone of most of the longevity diets. Which is interesting. Yeah. So even with the Mediterranean diets, most of it is plant-based. However, a lot of the areas, and I would say more so probably Sardinia in Icaria, I think that they do eat some meat and fish, but not as much as other areas. Mm-hmm. So, But it's limited amounts, like maybe once or twice a week, and most of it is plant-based. And like we said, beans are a big staple for longevity. And then one of them is, and this is for, I think, most of them, but not Loma Linda. Loma right. Linda, there are the Seventh-day Adventists, and they abstain from alcohol. But for many of the other areas, drink some wine at five. So basically to have community and to share a glass of wine with that community at five and just, you know, a a glass of wine a day, maybe two. But Mm -hmm. really, it's more about enjoying it with the company of others. It's not necessarily about drinking the alcohol per se. Right. It's mostly about, oh, we're spending time together. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although there is a wine that they say, and I, I think it might be in Greece or Sardinia, the Cananunu, Cananu wine. I'm not sure. It's C-A-N-N-O. Oh, wait. He was drinking it. Yeah, I think so. On the, In yes. the Netflix. Special. So, so supposedly high in antioxidants, and a lot of them do have vineyards and, and make their right. own wine. And mm-hmm. have done so for... Centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right. And then this one is my favorite. Okay. The, yeah. This is part of, these are all under the eat wisely kind right. of thing. Yeah. So the 80% rule. So you only eat until you're 80% full. <laughs> I think most of us here have a hard time right. with that. And especially with the sizes of portions that you're given mm-hmm. in restaurants and and we want to stay away from fast food, but even the fast food supersize mm-hmm. me. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous right. and has led to so much obesity, diabetes, right. um, and okay. metabolic disorders. Yeah. As a menopausal woman, here's something mm-hmm. that I've been kind of struggling with. I participated in a study not too long ago where they did all my stats and measured me and they wanted to collect information because they're studying menopause, basically. Mm -hmm. They measured me over the course of like 18 months, right? Twice. And they said I lost a pound of muscle in that 18-month time period. And so they told me I needed to eat a high-protein diet. I started trying to eat the high-protein diet and it made me feel, first of all, it made me gain weight. Mm Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I was eating too much food. Yeah. So now we might not want to necessarily get into a conversation about this episode, but I do think there's some discrepancy there that we might want to deep dive into at some point, because I feel like we're being told here in the United States, you should eat more protein. Maybe you're not eating enough. And now I'm seeing these centenarians and they're not eating as, yeah. as much. And Dan even talks about that in the book, about how in the U.S. we are eating too much protein and that we really have to pay attention to, I mean, kind of looking at what these people are doing in other areas because eating beans, not eating so much meat, they're mm-hmm. not drinking protein powders. And one of the things he talks about, and I, this was actually a little shocking to me, when it comes to protein powders and supplements, we spend... I, what did I what did I say? One hundred and fifty billion dollars a year on Huge supplements, amounts. and studies have actually shown. And this is what really shocked me because I am a supplement taker. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Studies show that people that take supplements actually have a shorter lifespan than those that don't. Well, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of people out in our listening demographic. A lot of women are taking supplements. Yes. I take supplements twice a day. Yeah. So I want to know about that. we yeah. got to deep dive into that. Yeah. I want to know so who's doing that study. Do, we got to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So I want to look into that research because mm-hmm. that to me was a little bit shocking. Very shocking. Mm-hmm. It shocks me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because especially here in the United States, our diets are short on supplements that mm-hmm. we really need, like K2. Right. Yeah. Yep. The K2, D3. Mm-hmm. We're most uh, For a lot of women, we're deficient in those. Mm-hmm. And that leads to osteoporosis. Yep. So I'm thinking from the standpoint of the longevity of these areas, they're eating all the foods they need to eat yes. to provide that. So maybe the thing is that we really need to be paying attention to our plate more than our pill bottles. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Well, we know that's true. Right. It's always better to eat healthier foods, right? Okay. Well, we talk about that more in another episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've gone through the first two. Two. Mm -hmm. And actually, these are falling under. So those are really three. Right. Three or four. Mm -hmm. Another one is to connect. So that's community, to Mm -hmm. actually have that connection and community. Put your family first. Take care of your elders. I think this is so oh, yeah. such an important thing because I think we've kind of gotten away from that here. I know that you mentioned that you may have grown up the same way as me, where the grandparents lived in the home with the parents and they took care of them. Or well, most. and my husband's family, yeah, very much so. That was 
traditionally how they dealt with aging parents. Yeah. They all lived together until his grandparents moved back to Spain. So his family's 100% Spanish. <laughs> yeah. So when his parents came to the United States, initially his grandparents on his mother's side, they were here too, and they all lived in a three-story apartment building until his grandparents decided they felt more comfortable in Spain and they moved back to their family property there and their oldest daughter spent most nights with her father after her mother passed away. They all just all mm-hmm. were close by and looked after each other. And in my family, well, not everybody lived long enough to have to deal with those issues, but that wasn't necessarily the case. So I do feel like there's something to be said about reconnecting on that level. And also that solves a lot of other problems we have in the United States. Like, what are we going to do in terms of housing? Right. I know, for older I was, people. So my grandmother actually, as she aged, my dad bought a, a house that we moved into with a little cottage in the yard. And then she lived there for the remainder of her life. And fortunately, she was healthy enough to do that almost until the end of her life. And so when I was thinking about this, that these communities, the elders stay with them and stay together, a lot of it has to do with because they're also healthier. Right. Right. So they're able to maintain staying with the family, and they actually participate in caring for grandchildren, in gardening, in taking care of the vineyards, and helping out with the family. They have, which we will get to the next one, purpose. Right. Well, before we move on from taking care of your elders, I do want to point out that sometimes you have an elder parent, like my sister and I just did two episodes talking about my dad, and it's just not possible for us to move him in with any of us. It's just, it's it would not work. It would not be the right thing to do for him mm-hmm. to promote longevity in his life. He needs to be where he's at. And so I wish it were possible, yeah. but sometimes it's just not. Right. And it's not always. Right. So, there, And there are multiple reasons for that. Right. And that's something we yeah. did a deep dive in that episode. <laughs> Again, yeah. you know, things are different. Mm-hmm. Depending on wh- yeah. where you where you live and who you are, and just sometimes things aren't possible. Yeah. But I do agree that if there were a way to do that, that would be yeah. And you know, I guess from, from the standpoint of in the United States, as as we have an aging population, many of them are ill, and even though they're having a long lifespan, it's not ne- necessarily a long health span. Mm-hmm. So they can't be independent. They may need more care than we can give them, where I guess in these other areas, I'm thinking, well, they're staying healthier longer, so they're able to stay in the home well, and stay with them. Now, yeah. I will say, my dad is able to live on his own. Yeah. He's healthy enough that he, now he's his health is in decline, mm-hmm. but that's because of his diet, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> he does enjoy fast food and things like that. And that's a big reason why he doesn't want us to attend his medical appointments. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But he's healthy enough that he can live on his own mm-hmm. for now. And he's 85. And that's important here because we've kind of gotten away from that whole family community living together. I feel as long as they can be independent. Hey, listen, I'm 65 years old. I'm headed in that direction. And I plan on being as independent for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Right. Okay, so take care of your elders. And the other part of that is invest time in your children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You want to, um, I guess, 
what we lack here is actually holding our elders up as a younger community. Ageism is a strong thing here, right? Mm-hmm. There's So I think we definitely need to appreciate our elders, appreciate what they can contribute to society. Right. And what they do in these other areas is have a purpose. Right. A community is a big part, right? Belong to your community. Mm-hmm. Isolation is a deadly disease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really. If we have learned nothing from the pandemic. Yes, yes. Yes. So having that connection with community and in many of the areas, like we talked about in Japan, they have the, what are they called? Moai. Moai. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, but yeah. I think it's Moai, right? So it's groups of women or men, I guess, mm-hmm. that connect. And many of these women have stayed together in their Moai, if that's the correct way we're saying it, from the time they were in kindergarten, and many of them are in their 90s. Mm-hmm. They check on each other daily to make sure they're okay. Once they're widowed and they're living alone, they'll see they kind of live in the same community where mm-hmm. they can walk to each other's homes. And they kind of really look out for one another. Mm-hmm. So I think we can learn a lot from that. I think we can. And I think mm-hmm. there's more conversations we can have about yes, that too. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And many of them are faith-based. So a faith-based community. Right. Yeah. And not all of them. No. No. But that is something I've seen with my dad. His church is a big part of his community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that's not uncommon and supported by his research. So put your family first, mm-hmm. build a community, build a tribe. And collect friends. Mm-hmm. Collect that, friends. That you keep for life and who will share and support your healthy behaviors. Right. Because things like this are contagious. Mm-hmm. Contagion goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's true what Dan Butner said about how your environment can really determine your health. Because if you surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who are want to live a healthy lifestyle, stay connected, have purpose, you're more likely to. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. If your friends are going to go jump off a bridge, would you do the same? That's, did your parents ever say that to you? If, you're, if your friends went and jumped yeah. off a bridge? Would you too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So that brings us to the mindset or outlook. Yeah. Having a purpose. Mm-hmm. So... I like the the way he termed it, people in the blue zones don't wake up feeling rudderless. Oh, yeah. So they have a purpose. They're invested in their family, keeping their minds engaged, and keeping daily rituals to downshift and reduce stress. They're driven by their lives, meaning, and purpose. This is from his book. Okay. And I love that because that's how I feel. I feel that I love what I do. I appreciate getting up in the morning knowing that I can affect somebody's life that day. You know, having that purpose and a lot of fun too. (laughs) Oh, yes. So for me, and you and I have talked about this, and Susan Mm -hmm. and I have talked about this at length, I have to feel bought in to what I'm doing. I have Mm -hmm. to have my why sorted out. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be fun. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and that purpose can be, you know, for many of women, even my age, they're helping to care for grandchildren. And that can be their purpose. It doesn't have to be a job that they go to. Right. It doesn't have to be writing. It doesn't have to be any of that. It can mm-hmm. be whatever gets them up and going in the morning. Right. And really having that desire to, I don't know, live live life to the fullest. Right. Yeah. Suck the marrow out of the bones of life, right? Yeah. yeah. So know your purpose and manage stress. And manage and stress. This is a big one, too. Managing stress. Yeah, downshifting. Mm-hmm. That was one of his, yeah. Because in today's world... A word that we've used and heard so much lately is inflammation Mm -hmm. and reducing your stress. 
that boosts your immune system and helps keep your inflammation down and your immune system strong, which we need in today's environment. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So good stuff right and there. E- and that even the people in the blue zones have stress. And so they've learned ways to cope with it. For instance, Okinawans take a few minutes each day to remember their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Adventists pray. Icarians <laughs> take a nap. And Sardinians do the happy hour. I would like the happy hour. And the nap. <laughs> yes. One after the other. <laughs> right? Yes. I would like the happy hour and then the nap. Yes. Wow, that's I would, good I would stuff. definitely need the nap after the happy hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of all good stuff. All ways that we have to manage our stress. Right. We have to find ways to manage our stress mm-hmm. and reduce that stress daily. Because it's chronic here. Yes. What is it that you're taught? Even as a young child, I was taught that I had to succeed, right? Yeah. Grades were so important. Mm -hmm. School was important. You need to go to school. You need to be studying. You need to get the best grades you can so that you can get into a good school, Mm -hmm. so that you can get a good job, so that you can have a bunch of kids and raise your family and be successful and Mm -hmm. buy a house and your cars and you need to keep achieving. Right. And that inherently builds into you that stress environment. Oh, yeah. And for many women, they wear it as a badge of honor. Oh, I don't get any sleep at night. Oh, Mm. my calendar is full. I can't Mm -hmm. do another thing. We have to learn to take care of ourselves. And we've talked about this so many times. You cannot pour from an empty cup. No. Yeah. No. So don't look at it as a badge of honor. You really need to take time for you and reduce that stress because it's it'll affect everything in your life. If you oh, want yeah. a long, healthy lifespan, really pay attention to your stress levels now. Oh yes, and wear sunscreen. <laughs> yes, of I'm course. just I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He never mentioned anybody in any of the blue zones wearing sunscreen, but yeah. okay, they probably don't use many chemicals. <laughs> Likely, they do not. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I did have some takeaways after watching the Mm -hmm. Netflix special because right now, like I said, this is in the zeitgeist and you have been, you and Susan both, she's talked about this a fair Mm -hmm. amount too. Mm -hmm. You two have both been devout Dan Butner followers for a while and Mm -hmm. you have been talking about it longer before I even met Susan. I remember you putting together a plan to establish a blue zone here in Wake Forest Mm -hmm. and so far that maybe we can push that forward a little yeah, more, yeah. right? There was there were some stumbling blocks, but well, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So, I don't see those as stumbling blocks, they're opportunities. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, after watching the Netflix special because I haven't read any of the books and you have read both of them. I know Susan has read the first one. There's two, right? And I've got I've got his cookbooks. There's I think he's got like okay. four or five books out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I haven't read any of his books. But I know that both of you have. Mm -hmm. And for me, the biggest takeaway from all of the modalities and the areas he visited, the biggest takeaway for me was none of this is complicated. No, not at all. Or expensive. Not at all. And as a matter of fact, many of the areas are really in impoverished areas. Okay. All right. So... As Americans, we would look at it and say those areas are impoverished. Right. But truthfully, they live 
rich, full lives. Exactly. I go back to Greece because I'm going there. I'm going to visit Icaria. So exciting. I'm going to go see Thea in Icaria. Mm -hmm. Hi, Thea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so there, they have vineyards they're running. They're shepherds. They're gardening. They're doing all of that. They're raising their own food. They're growing their own food. So whether they're going to a job, they have a job. I mean, they are living. That's what I mean. They're daily. Yeah. They are employed Mm -hmm. every day doing work to live. Mm -hmm. That's employment. And they also know how to party. They do. They know how that community gets together. And if you could just picture those Greek dances where they have their arms around each other, I can't wait. I just can't wait to be immersed in it Mm -hmm. and just learn all about it. I so wish I was going with you. I really do. So come. Oh, yeah. Get Ron to come. Oh, well, that might be a little bit of a stretch. (laughs) But in my mind, I'm going with you, just so you know. (laughs) But I do really think that it's important to realize these are easy things to do. These are free things to do, generally speaking. You, You can adjust your diet. You can start walking. You can build community around yourself. Mm-hmm. These are all things that just are pretty basic and natural and simple mm-hmm. and not complicated. Right. Small actions matter. Yeah. They really do. And I've always believed that, but more so now than ever, because I am seeing that ideal play out in every area of my life, including my overall health and well-being since I've crossed over the 50 mark. Because mm-hmm. now I'm 51. and You're just a baby. I, I'm just a baby. <laughs> and I see how those small actions that I've taken trying to maintain my weight over my lifetime because it was easy for me to gain weight, especially going to school. I would eat a lot, get the freshman 15 and then the freshman 20, <laughs> you know. So, But trying to maintain my weight, which has fluctuated a fair amount my grandmother was a big walker my mother's mother Mm -hmm. and so i started walking too so i'm a walker now Mm -hmm. and that really helps me stay healthy in general does it give me a hard body well no but do i really need to have a hard body no (laughs) no we want to feel good we mm-hmm. want to be able to be independent, like we talked about, for as long as we can. We want to enjoy life. As long right. as we're able to do that and feel good and be healthy, that's what matters. That's 100% what matters. And I just want to make sure I'm getting this point across that sustained small actions mm-hmm. taken consistently over a significant period of time can be the difference between health and disease, mm-hmm. but also now life and death, in my opinion based on what I've seen in this Netflix special and and what I've heard from you over the years about Blue Zones. And it's not complicated. Anybody can do it. It's simple. To me, it it reads like a good life. That the experience that these people have with one another, the way they have lived for so long, the happiness, they're happy people. Mm -hmm. It's not that they feel like they are lacking anything. So we can definitely incorporate that here. And I think I shared this with you a little earlier, how... I think we were more like that years ago. Yes. Like when I when I talk about my grandparents and how they grew up and it was a simpler life and a stronger community, I felt family living together. Mm-hmm. The foods, they were called food. Now we call it organic, but it was all organic at right. the time before they started spraying pesticides and everything all over. So they were less exposed to a lot of the things we're exposed to, including stress levels, right? right? Elevated stress levels. And I think that it's More possible. nutrients in the food, too. Definitely. Yeah. 
I think we can get back to that. I really feel like little by little, little communities. I know we talked about maybe starting some of the Mawais mm-hmm. here, <laughs> and I hope we're pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> well, well, we're but still honoring it. Yes, even if we, we're are not honor- we are honoring it, it correctly. Yeah. And I just feel that we could be on the right path to to being a blue zone. I think we could. Personal blue zones. Uh, we don't need the government. No. We can do this ourselves, people. Yes, we can do it. <laughs> and, and as a matter of fact, if you go to Dan Butner's website, Dan Butner, B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R.com, he has a seven-day longevity, I think it's called, seven-day long, blue zone longevity reset that you can purchase. I think it's a simple $11. And it's a, a, a program to get you started on your own path to, to being your own blue zone, right. I guess. And I highly recommend looking into that. It's a, not a lot of money, and it'll introduce you to the concepts of the blue zones where you can incorporate it in your own life. Right. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. Yeah. And we're going to put links in the description to his website, his books, mm-hmm. and I think the seven-day reset as well. We should definitely include yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, we would love to hear from you in the comments. If you have questions or suggestions, please let us know. This is something that we are going to continue to discuss in some way, shape, or form. And I'm just excited about this idea of Blue Zones and how we can all make small changes to feel better, have better well-being, and just live healthier, happier lives. Yes. Again, I just want to repeat what Dan said. Remember, these people didn't pursue health and longevity as if it were a chore. Mm. Your health and longevity should stem from your surroundings. I love that. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thus concludes our first episode with you on our team. And it has been wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. You and I have been friends for so long. Yeah. And I just feel like... I'm sitting down having a conversation with a loved, dear Aww. friend. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here, and I look forward to all the fun we're going to have. Oh, yes. This is going to be super <laughs> fun. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for joining us on another episode of Girlish Gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for another fun and interesting topic. And please be sure to check the notes for information and links that were included in this discussion today. Also, don't forget, you can find us on our social media platforms, starting with Instagram, Facebook, and now including YouTube. You can find us by searching Girlish Gurus, and you can also check out our website, girlishgurus.com, for more information on us, our projects, books, and our growing community. Finally, remember to give this episode a good review and share it with your girlfriends because the more interaction we get with our podcast episodes, the more episodes we can post. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye. Bye.